Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We're going deep into technology this morning. How's everyone feeling? Ready? <laughs> David Tam, welcome back to Agent Power Huddle. Thanks, buddy. We are streaming live here. Uh, we got the people that'll be joining us in Zoom over the next few minutes. We've got people on Facebook. We've got podcast listeners listening to this in the year 2024. There's oh. people even in 2024 still listening to this episode, believe it or not. So no pressure on you to deliver some value on auditing your CRM. Love it, man. Um, yeah. so, Mr. Jesse, do you want to go back and finish the last of the last APH presentation talking about the Google algorithm update before we dive into CRM stuff? Yes. So let me give people some context. In case you, were, uh, you need to translate from what David just said, here's what, here's what he said. <laughs> he said, David Tam is one of the most knowledgeable tech and internet uh, experts that we've had on this show. I mean, he really is truly very experienced. We, we, if you've heard him talk before, you know, I won't go over his track record in detail, but they started, uh, him and his brother started one of the largest uh, real estate CRM companies, uh, Firepoint. They, he's worked in special projects for Google. He served for our armed forces at a pretty high level. Um, he's got some government clearance that I don't even know the things he knows in his head. And he's, and he's a serial entrepreneur. So David, when he just said, should we finish up? Google's making these changes that's going to affect the way real estate ads and marketing is delivered. Should we review that before diving into uh, the audit of your CRM? The answer is yes. Go ahead and tell us what you know about what's going on with Google. Let's finish that. And okay. then we will uh, dive into uh, how to get more, make more money from your CRM. Lovely. Okay. So uh, thank you, Jesse. As always, I appreciate you having me on. Um, for a quick review here, everybody, uh, if you weren't here on the last APH where I was a guest speaker, uh, Google's going to be having a really big update to their algorithm that's going to impact how websites are indexed and rank. Um, and then for the first time in the history of Google, uh, they've been very, very transparent about what those benchmarks are. Uh, so what I want to do is I'm going to run through two really impactful slides, and then we'll finish up the rest of the presentation. If you missed the last one on this, um, these are the benchmarks Google cares about. Okay, And this was in their press release. And they said, if your page, the largest contentful paint, which is defined here, is not 2.5 seconds or faster, you're going to get a big ding from an SEO perspective, i.e. indexing and where you appear on page one. So if even if you are on page one now, but you have a very slow, poor user experience site, you might not be anymore. And that update is happening next month. So exciting for people that have a really dialed in fast website, probably not so good for the other people, right? Um, FID de defines those terms as well as CLS. You need all three of these, right? It's not pick and choose. The reason for this is Google's not just going out with one of their standard crawlers. Like This is an AI-driven user experience analytic bot that's going to go in and play with your site. And if it comes back and says, your site is slow, the user experience is terrible, you're not going to get the credit like you used to. Okay, Everybody good on that? Uh, <laughs> I can give you a ton of recommendations on how to speed your site up. Um, but really, at the end of the day, if you want to go, check these out. So I'm going to drop these in the chat. Is that cool with you, Mr. Jesse? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to drop these in here while I'm talking. Feel free to, I'm going to do this to, well, it doesn't look like, oh, here we go. Everyone in meeting. So I'm going to drop these here, grab these, go pull these up and throw your URL in. Okay. Um, and then I'm just going to grab this. I believe this one needs a slash at the very end. So let's just do that. Cool. All right. Um, and then you'll see if your site is uh, fast, slow, or if it needs some work for any of those benchmarks, LCP, FID, or CLS. Okay. 
All right, let's move into, we talked about heat map tracking. As far as if you've never seen it, this is what heat map tracking actually looks like, right? Confetti View on a website, you can see, you can see what people are engaging with on your site and what they're not. This is insanely important. Um, there are tools out there that are completely free that you can hook up your site into heat map tracking because a lot of times you're given a website, like boilerplate website with a bunch of crap on it that doesn't get used. So if it doesn't get used, why is it there? And so a lot of people say, well, it's for SEO value. Great, put it somewhere else on the site. Get it off your homepage to see, speed that site up, all right? That's a path of least resistance to increase user experience as well. Make sense? Awesome. Okay, so the next one we're gonna talk about is, we. I promised you this slide, but we got cut off on time because I talk way too much. And I wanted to <laughs> explain the ROI equation of your website. So return on investment for your website. Um, your website is a revenue stream. Honor it as such, please. Because there are websites out there that make $70,000 every quarter. There are websites out there that make a quarter million dollars a quarter. I did a web audit yesterday. The website has 227,000 organic visits per month. Right? If we had a 0.1% conversion rate on that website from organic traffic to lead and you're halfway decent at your job and can convert one-tenth of those leads into a transaction, that's millions of dollars a month. Okay, so let me explain those numbers here really quick. When you're looking at your website, and you can scribble these numbers down, you can take a screenshot, or honestly, if you want to drop a comment into when we post this up on the APH page, I can add this equation to one of those comments. Okay. What we're looking at is how to identify how much money your website could be or should be making you. All right. If you look at your organic traffic, by the way, if you don't know how much organic traffic is coming to your website, I can provide you a couple of tools for that as well. A81, Craig, high five, dude, right over there. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, <laughs> so what's your LCP though? If it's less than 2.5, probably won't be that for long. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so we take that organic traffic and then we look at what is your website conversion rate from organic traffic to lead? Standard benchmarks based off of our doctoral research in the real estate space shows that those conversion rates should be somewhere between 0.5% and 2.5%. Okay. So Jesse, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here. If I got a thousand people coming to my website and I'm converting at one percent, how many leads am I getting every month? Ten. Yay! Yes, absolutely. And okay, so now let's say, for instance, Jesse, if I've got ten organic leads that are coming to me every single month, putting their information into my website, raising their hand, asking for help, and then tapping their finger, waiting for you to follow up, how many of those do you think you could turn into a transaction after nurture on a rolling thirty-day basis? I mean, I'm going to say between 30 and 50%, depending on, on the quality there. So Yahtzee, Yahtzee, our standard is between 10 and 40% right there, literally. So let's go uh, low into that. Let's say we can do 20%. One in five leads that come to me begging for help, I can turn into a transaction. All right. Okay. So what's your average price point, Jesse? Average price point is about 700000 Okay, I'm not going to do the public math there. Like 3% one side transaction after taxes, $14,000 maybe? Yeah, let's just call it for easy math. We'll call it, call it even a $15,000 okay. average commission. Make it easy. Awesome, awesome. So we just did our, our ROI equation. So with our organic lead flow, if we have 1,000 people coming to our website, I can close two transactions off of that website every single month. With 15K, it means my website makes me 30 grand a month. I can spend $10,000 a month on organic and SEO and website and still make a three to one ROI. Like these are real numbers, folks. And I can show you a myriad of websites that convert at that level because they've made the investment and they've taken the time to do what's needed to provide a good user experience, right? And convert at a high level. All that makes sense? Absolutely. 
Lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, so that was the end of this presentation. Thank you. Any questions? I'll take some questions right now, and then I'm going to pivot over to my other presentation, okay? Anybody? All right, we're moving quick, guys. So the main topic I want to discuss today, and Jesse, I've, I've got some other things that we can discuss later in the, uh, the call, the webinar. I've got some things to share in the virtual reality world, what we're doing in the real estate space there. But I wanted to talk about CRM auditing. So this is something that we've been doing for a very long time. Yes, we started one of the largest CRMs in the country, Firepoint Solutions, but I don't have any, I don't have a dog in a fight anymore. Like I truly am CRM agnostic. Whatever CRM you choose to use, you choose because A, it's a good budgetary fit. It has the features you need and it's a good fit for your business and team, right? It's kind of like the car you drive. So what CRM you use does not matter to me. What does matter to me is that you're using your CRM effectively and actually going in and exploiting the tools that they built for you to convert at a high level, okay? So what I'm gonna do is share my screen and I'm, I got permission to share this. I need everybody to say, hi, Jim Griffin. Hi, Jim Griffin, come on. <laughs> Thank you, because I'm gonna show him this. This is his internal CRM audit. So I texted him, I sent him to Marco Polo last night. Um, and I, he's in Cabo, probably three margaritas deep. So he said, yes. But uh, he, I asked if I could share his internal conversion metrics based off of the CRM audit that we did for him back in September. Okay, Jim, so, Jim is a is a brave man, dude. Jim is like one of the nicest guys on the planet, by the way, and he's EXP, so it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> okay, so what we're looking at here is we do hundreds and hundreds of CRM audits. We literally have tens of millions of data points, right? Uh, and so what we look at is. When we're auditing a CRM, we literally have technicians, full-time technicians that go in and look at CRM lead follow-up based off of industry standards and best practices that we've acquired from the 370 markets that we're currently in. And so we're looking at a CRM through the lens of speed to lead, variety of attempts, call frequency, and then the lowest of hanging fruit, it's on the floor, save search market update and drip emails. It's literally a click of a button. Okay. And then what we do is we take a strategy of time segmentation. Okay, this is just some pain points we experienced. Here's the real deal. This is the actual data. Okay, so what we do to look at a CRM, and the reason I'm showing you this is I want to equip you with enough ideas to at least go look. Actually, go look in your CRM and look at your lead follow up actions based off of these standards, the own standards that you want to hold your team or yourself accountable to. Because the sad part is we've done hundreds and hundreds of audits with tens of millions of data points. We have never even come close to a clean bill of health a perfect CRM audit, not even close. So, and I, I'm literally the first person that does it. I will literally write you a thousand dollar check out of my own bank account. If you can come and do <laughs> and get hundred percent on a CRM audit, I've never seen it. Okay. So what we do is we say, okay, the best way to statistically analyze and look at your lead follow-up practices is to do time segmentation. So essentially I'm looking at your CRM filtering by how old the lead is. Okay. Let's look at leads that are seven days or younger. And then we're going to pull out a random sample from different lead sources. Okay, don't just go look at your Zillow leads. Don't just go look at your Redfin or your Realtor or your Realtor or your whatever, your PPC or your Facebook leads, because there's bias. And what we, what we often find is that for teams that have ISAs or, or agents over the count of 20 is cherry picking occurs on a regular basis, right? We go after leads that we think are going to convert better and the other leads get neglected. And then we complain about the lead quality because we didn't do our job. Right? So this is one of the tools that we use to show that, hey, proof's in the pudding. You're not doing your job. You need to take a look at your, your call in the first five minutes. These criteria here. So we take these five leads from various lead sources, and then we grade them against these standards. These standards are negotiable. 
right? So we now do custom CRM audits. Well, we'll, we'll do an interview process and say, well, what are your standards? We'll grade to those. You don't want to call in the first five minutes. That's too aggressive. Great. What's your standard? Call in the first 30 minutes and then grade to that throughout the audit to show you that even the standards you're holding your team to typically aren't being accomplished. Okay. Now, and this is not to shame anyone. This is not like we deliver these in a confidential environment with the exception of Jim Griffin to, <laughs> because we, we really want you to get better. And we have demarcated research that shows a direct correlation between increase in percentage of the opportunities and increase in close rates and ROI. At the end of the day, this is about making you more money. Okay. So we grade to the standards for leads that are seven days or younger, expecting that there should be a call in the first five minutes if a lead comes in. In this case, on the audit that we did on September, uh, September 2020, it didn't happen for any of the leads. Or it did happen and it wasn't documented. Well, from a leadership perspective, it didn't happen, right? Because if it didn't, if it wasn't documented and I can't prove it happened and I'm just going off to of somebody's word, sorry, that's not good enough for me as a business owner. Okay. So sometimes it's a training issue, sometimes it's a technology issue, sometimes it's a, I'm just not doing my job issue. Okay. And then the next, the next requirement is a call, a text, and an email in 24 hours, in the first 24 hours. Okay. So this is what we recommend you look at when a new lead comes in, agnostic of lead source, unless the appointment's already been set, you should be doing this. Okay. And now we're also doing some research, Jesse, I told you about this, where we're analyzing um, lead type and initial contact. So what we're finding in some cases is that Facebook leads actually prefer a phone call first and Google leads prefer a text first because it's how they interact with the advertisement. Okay, research is still, we're, we're still going through that data analytics. We should be publishing that in the next 60 or 90 days. And we're doing that with um, the Hatch team, okay? Next standard, Jesse, is 10 calls in the first seven days. Or, or whatever your standard is, five calls in seven days or seven calls in seven days or no calls in 10 days. We'll grade to that, right? And then, and then are they set up on a save search update when appropriate? And are they assigned to a drip campaign? And this is where he did a really good job, right? So his admin that's responsible for setting these up in his CRM is crushing it, right? And so even if even 50% in a CRM audit is crushing it, <laughs> Sad, sadly enough, okay? So any questions so far before we pivot to the next page so you understand what we're looking at? Jesse, you good? I'm good. I'm reading the chat box and making sure. I'm not, no, if there's any questions, guys, type in the chat box, let us know. Okay. So, so then what we do, and guys, you can, you can emulate this process. Like, go do this on your own. Like, if you need some help, sure, you can reach out to us. But seriously, the reason I, is I'm, I'm showing you these are our standards. I'm opening the playbook and saying, go help yourself. Okay. Now we go to 14 days. So when we do a monthly audit snapshot, we will go in and our technician will manually look at leads 7, 14, 21, and 28 days. Okay, if you're, if you're brand new working with us, we will look 10 years back. Like I'm not even kidding you. We will have a 30-page PDF and we will say, this is how you did it. 30 days, 90 days, 180 days, a year, two years, five years, 10 years. And this is how your conversion rate is probably suffering because you're missing most of your follow-up opportunities. Right. And it's not that you're bad people, you're busy. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, so, so for us, it's an education piece of teaching you this is what right looks like. Go do that. You know what I mean? So, what we then did is looked at leads that are 14 days or younger. And you can see the CRM that they're using. Um, and the standards change. Right. So, I'm still asking for a call in the first five minutes. I'm still asking for a call, text, and email in the first 24. Now, I'm only asking you to pick up the phone once every two weeks. How are you doing? What can I do for you? Right. That's it. And then document it in the CRM, please. 
Okay. And it's obviously it's not probably not going to be you. It might be your ISA, it might be an agent, whoever, but they need to be trained to use the CRM. And that's where we found a really cool opportunity for Jim was people weren't super comfy with the CRM and all the bells and whistles and nooks and crannies. And so we, I just went in with them and had, Hey, this is how to use it. And we got one of their VIP account managers to come in and do a little bit of training. Dude, these numbers, they're up in the fifties and 60% now after doing a sequence of five audits in a row. So that they can see, oh, wow, this is what I've been missing. It's just a matter of paying attention to it. Okay. And then we go do it for 21 days. If I can learn how to scroll. There we go. Look, 68%. Look, good job, Jim Griffin. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Well, the percentage went way up, right? And notice, I was considered a velvet hammer when I was in the military, right? I'm, I'm really soft on the outside but we get down to business when it comes to it. Okay. And so for this, I like to train to those successes. I like to pull this lead out and say, listen, whoever this ISA was, they get a high five pat on the back and buy them a cheeseburger. They did it right. Because then I can cross pollinate that action. I say, you did it right here. Why didn't we do it these other places? Let's, let's start working on that. Right. And then set benchmarks for yourself. I want to hit 20% this week. It's pretty easy doing a fifth of what you should. Right. And then, and then maybe next week I'll do 30 and next week I'll do 40, you know, crawl, walk, run. That's okay. As long as your destination is, I should be following up with every single lead to these standards or better every single time. If you're going to do that, you're going to be highly profitable. As long as you have your budget under control and all that other stuff. Okay. Notice for 21 days, I'm only asking for two calls in three weeks. That's it. Have them set up on a safe search and go and, and, and make sure they're on a drip campaign. I would guess that half of the people on this call right now do not have their safe search and their drip campaign set up correctly in their CRM for most of their leads. That's what we see a lot of the time is you, you're falling down in the first 24 hours, typically pretty, pretty decent at the stuff in the middle, kind of like we see here, nailed it. And then we fall down on the low hanging fruit admin because we get busy. Right. And that's our long-term revenue. Like we had a lead pop up for one of our clients. Uh, gosh, this was six months ago. He's like, they got my drip campaign for seven and a half years. Never talked to them, <laughs> literally. And then they just popped up. Hey, I've been seeing your stuff for seven and a half years. Love your newsletter. Let's do business. Like that happens all the time. Jesse, has that happened to you? Something like that? Absolutely. Yeah, it's normal. That's why we built the tools for you. Use them, you know? It's like, it's like getting in your car and not putting on your seatbelt because it's annoying. Well, it's probably not going to work out well for you. So... Now we look at 30 days and again, 68%. Good job, Jim Griffin. I'm going to keep doing that until he, <laughs> until he tells me to stop. Okay. So, uh, but we didn't, we didn't get the call in the first five minutes for all of these leads still. So some serious revenue on the front end of these transactions. Okay. And that's really where we spent the majority of our time is that first 24 hours. What can we do better? Is it a scripting problem? Are you, are you not using the dialer properly? Do you not know how to use tag? Right. Sometimes it's a 30 minute training, you know, a solution or a session to get them where they need to go. Okay. And I can connect you with some of the best ISAs in the entire world. If you want, Jesse, we can talk with them as well. Um, that would actually be really fun. You want to do that? Okay. Put yeah. it on the bucket. I'll, I'll line it up and we'll do it um, in the next couple of months. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. All right. And these guys, like we got, we got an ISA talk to him on Marco last night. Of, what was it? 47 appointments in one week. Real numbers. Best you, you you guys want to talk to an ISA who booked 47 appointments in a week? Yeah. Okay. Good. He's arguably the best in the world right now. Okay. Um, and by world, I mean, United States <laughs> call, text, and email is uh, again, 24 hours. It's what we're looking for. The standard doesn't change. And as we get out to 30 days or more, we're only asking for a call every two weeks. You get the point. 
These are the standards we grade to. We do it by set time segmentation. If you want me to hammer out in the comments of the Facebook post or wherever you post this, I can give some more granular information. Okay. All right. So we're at 920. I typically talk until 60 seconds prior to the end and then ask for questions. I'm going to shut up and <laughs> open it up for a discussion. And then we can pivot something else if you want. Well, let's see what sort of, I mean, I'm curious what questions you guys have, or is everyone already looking in their database? Because we have a lot of action takers. I guarantee there are people who are right now critically looking at themselves and going, I'm going to start looking at these things. But do you have questions, guys? Did you say good, David? Huh? Did you say that's good that they're already looking, right? Yeah, no, it's good. You should be, while I'm talking, most people just tune me out. You should be looking at your, um, your website speed, your GT metrics developer tools, be looking at your CRM. Am I doing my job? Guys, this is all revenue that's just on the table. We just like have to reach out and get it. You're not going and acquiring new business or anything like that. Right? That's the cool part about it. This costs zero dollars. I got a question, Dave, about the you're talking about 10 minutes ago about the organic traffic. Yeah. What would be the perceived difference to the consumer if 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 they if it was a PPC lead versus organic? Isn't their intention the same? No. No, their consumer behavior and the customer journey is actually very, very different. So, and that's a really good question. So typically what we find is when somebody is going to register on a website, not a lead form, on a website to do a transaction, to buy or sell a home, they're going to register on four to six others within a 30-day period. You're not unique. You're not special. Right? I just hate to say it. We are in a very dense per capita situation with respect to realtors and homes for sale. Right? So when somebody's clicking on an advertisement, typically that requires a lot more nurture, a lot more follow-up, as I'm sure you're well aware. And when you stack up paid advertisement versus organic traffic, and you look at the required time to nurture and the cash conversion cycle on both of those, organic wins every day of the week. Every day of the week. Why? They found you on their own search behavior. They clicked on your website. They gave up their information asking for help because they liked your value proposition because they trust you because you had enough value on your website to do so. And then they're sitting there waiting for you to reach out to them. If you had a good value proposition and call to action above the fold with a website that loads in under 2.5 seconds and a clickable phone number. Does that answer your question? Gotcha. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to seriously dive deeper on that, we're doing some like really deep research because we do a lot of the artificial intelligence driven SEO. Like talk to a guy last night, dude, first 30 days, seven appointments, three closed transactions, all organic. Doesn't need paid leads anymore. Like that is, <laughs> that's a light bulb guys. What, where do you go for something like that? Uh, I'll give my contact info at the very end of the call. This is not supposed to be like, I, I, this is not for selling. This is for education. Okay. Like I get no money from this because I really like Jesse and he gives good hugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like Jesse hugs. Yeah. Jesse's a great guy. Like literally that's why I'm here. I could be sitting on my couch drinking coffee, watching true crime. So, um, let's, uh, well, thanks David. I appreciate it guys. You're welcome. So who wants to know about, there's a Facebook update happening uh, with groups that I've got a bunch of intel on that isn't really public yet. Um, I've got some stuff about virtual reality in the real estate space, how we're providing a solution to like blow minds. What do you guys want to learn about? Jesse, you hold the hammer. You guys see if anyone's typing in the chat box. Um, oh, and Connie's asking, how do you get your info, by the way? How, how, how I got to confirm that I can name drop him in a group that's going to be viewed by like 2,700 people before I do that. Okay. <laughs> his, right. his initials are MM. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, so Nate's, Nate was saying uh, virtual reality and I am curious about that. Let, let's, let's hear, let's hear how you're using VR to blow people's minds. 
Bada bing, bada boom. Here we go, guys. So this was really, really quiet for the last two years. Um, we've been doing a lot of research on this. I'm a huge VR and artificial intelligence geek, if you haven't gleaned that already from the way I talk. And so I'm going to share a presentation about uh, Cast VR. Okay. So, and this is this is still like in beta. We're breaking stuff and making people cry, and it's not. It's, but it's, so it's not fully ready yet. But I want to just kind of tip my hand a little bit to show you what's coming. So everybody's done like a Matterport tour, right? Like on your laptop or your phone, you kind of go through. It's like a nauseating experience, and it's, it's really kind of janky. Okay, that's. That's good enough, right? That's kind of where we are with, from a technology perspective. There are really big billion-dollar players currently producing low-cost, lightweight, stereoscopic cameras that do a very, very good job of 3D tours. Okay, So much so, I've got a client that has his 12-year-old son go do them. Like, I think that's illegal. But anyway, so, we, yeah, it, but it's, it, so we've got the stereoscopic video representation in a 3D format. Um, that is easily digestible, and you can have those on Zillow. You can have them on a website, whatever. Okay, that's actually not what the consumer's looking for. Believe it or not, we surveyed a ton of people and looked at even more search behavior on the internet, right? Because what people tell me and then what they actually do on the internet are often two different things, right? So <laughs> it's it's kind of like that CRM audit. It's like, well, we say we have good follow up. But when you actually look at the data, not so much. Okay, and so with VR, what we're doing is we've created what's called a code bridge. So I don't know if you know this, but like 99% of the continental United States has already been satellite photographed with full three-dimensional technology, right? So this is off-the-shelf tech. You can purchase it. So what we've done is we've created a code bridge where, okay, I can take you through the, the, the tour on Zill, the Matterport tour, whatever that looks like. Um, show you the house, then I can take you outside. I can walk you around the neighborhood. I can show you where little Timmy and Susie pick up the bus. I can take you on your commute to your work and back. I can show you your new life in five minutes and then jump all around the country and do it again and again and again. So people that are looking to buy or sell a home, in particular buy a home, they're not looking for just the home itself. They're looking, what is my new life going to be like? Which is why a lot of people, they, you know, they travel to that destination, they vacation there, they spend more time there, and then they buy a house there. That's typically the journey, unless there's some sort of family or employment event. Okay, So if you have the ability to say, listen, why don't we pick the 15 homes that you're interested in? I'm going to stop by your house with a Starbucks and a hard case, Pelican case with VR headset, and you're going to do full VR tours of the homes and the neighborhoods, Right? show you the hospitals where we're going to bring grandma, and then we'll decide on the one or two, and we'll go drive out and go see those. Saves time, good for the environment, great user experience, it's sexy. All of the other agents want to be working for the people with that technology. So that's what we're building. Okay, so that's Cast VR in a nutshell. I got three minutes for questions. That's pretty cool. How long before that's ready to, to rock? And Nate's got uh, a question after this. Go ahead, go ahead David. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead and answer that one, and then Nate, we'll go to your question. Go ahead, David. Yeah, between six months and 10 years, probably. I mean, Fair. I'm a technology guy. Let's just be real. Like we may have a hiccup that causes, you know, nine months of development cycle, but it's, it's, it's on our radar. It's been developed. We already have the relationships, the hardware, and we're building a software. Pretty cool. Nate question. Yeah, actually this is a CRM question. What you got, Nate? You find that with the CRM, does yeah. it matter so much what's in the drip campaign or does it just matter that people receive an email from you? Totally matters both, right? Yeah. So what we like to do is 
like we've got drip campaigns that it's, it's 36 emails over the course of an 18 month period that are handwritten and updated. I shouldn't say handwritten. They're written by a human, not AI, right? That's handwritten for me. Um, and, and they should be updated on a regular basis with hard hitting value and content, testimonials, that kind of stuff, right? Not just, hey, here's a market update, canned language that I paid for some third party provider. Like if it can come from you and from the heart, do it. Great question. So what you're saying is don't just add them to a HomeBot campaign and turn it off or just property updates. You want to mix in some other stuff as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So because it's marketing numbness, if you say that, see the same template, the same message over and over that you're not interacting with, you're going to turn it off. Right. And so that's why we like to hit them from different angles, community schools, you know, value. Uh, this is how many transactions we've done. Testimonial. We're going to have a, a, a happy hour at XYZ bar on Thursday, whatever that is. But yeah, spice it up, make it exciting. If you want some ideas, ask some questions in the Facebook group and I guarantee you an APH, they'll hammer out thousands. And if they don't, I'll jump in. Cool. I love it. I, I, I got one more VR question then. Is it, is it less, when you're demoing it, is it less nauseating now? Like to walk around the neighborhood, does it actually feel like... Depends on your stomach, man. There's a reason I wasn't a fighter pilot. It's because I get, I, I get real pukey when I spin. And so for VR, <laughs> for, for, for VR, the technology is getting better, but I think there's always going to be a small margin of the population that don't like it, right? And people sometimes just don't like putting stuff on their head, you know? Ladies do their hair. I get it. So that's sometimes why, hey, if we can bring it to you in your home so you can use it on your own volition and we'll pick it up three days later, that, that works too. I, I like Miles checking his hair. Are you saying that, that we don't spend hours doing our hair? What are you talking about? <laughs> Miles, you can be part of my beta group. All right, buddy. <laughs> David, this is great as usual. This is such good information. I hope you, I hope you guys know what an inside track you have to the future of real estate technology listening to David here. Uh, I mean, this, love you, Jesse. It's, this is incredible. So please make friends with David, reach out to him. He is here because he truly likes to help guys. And if you do, I know you say you're not here to sell David, but if you are curious about some of the things, drop your info in the chat um, sure. and make sure Zach, we put it on Facebook in case someone wants to reach out and you want to learn about the artificial intelligence. It's cast.services. Cast.services is their company. And there's a contact us form on like every page and every footer. Just go in there and say, Hey, I was an APH. I want to talk. I'm, I'm not giving myself out anymore to your group because they destroyed me for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. The contact us is, is good. All right, guys. This is amazing. Enjoy your day. Guys, go out. Get Thanks tech and good here. In. Bye, Jim Griffin. Everybody, bye, Jim Griffin. <laughs> we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks, David. See you guys later. Have a great day. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.